for listening to this podcast. This is not intended to be a substitute for therapy and is not designed to establish a therapeutic relationship with any listener. This is intended to give you food for thought as you walk down your own journey. The opinion in this podcast are mine and mine alone and do not reflect any company or agency. Hey everybody, welcome back to If You're Not Fabulous, You're Doing It Wrong. This is episode two. I wanted to say hello and happy holiday season. I actually had a listener request to discuss how to reduce stress and stay fabulous, especially during the holiday time. First and foremost, take a moment to remind ourselves what holidays are about. It doesn't matter what holiday we are talking about thematically, they are all about spending time with loved ones and people we enjoy while honoring or appreciating something. And it's the only the something that's different. Too often the holidays are overshadowed by consumerism, guilt, and shame, forcing ourselves to do things out of obligation. We never want to do things out of obligation when we're trying to be fabulous. So let's start off by talking about what I said in the last episode. We need to break it down into manageable parts. Let's look at the most common reason why people get stressed during the holidays. These are some common themes that I came up with after talking to quite a few people over the past couple of weeks. I think the most common one is prepping, cooking, cleaning, getting your house ready for whatever the event is, and then coming up with concerns like, okay, what if I burn the turkey? What happens if the house isn't clean enough? What if the stove is too dirty? Or what if people think the stove is too dirty? Thoughts like this are just going to empower that inner critic and give them the key to lock us back in that cage. And we don't want to do that. Those bars are messages like when we think Aunt Mary is going to think I'm a terrible cook or Grandma's going to think I'm too lazy because the house isn't clean enough or Uncle Joe's going to complain the food isn't seasoned or flavored properly. You know what the answer is? Who cares what they think? If they are so bothered by it, why aren't they hosting? What's the point of the holiday? We already talked about that. It's to spend time with people you care about. I know when I go to my friend's house, I'm going there to see them. I genuinely want to see them and spend time with them. I don't care if their house is messy. Now, obviously, if it's hoarder messy, that's, you know, very different. Or if there's, you know, cockroaches running around. But in reality, that's generally not the case. Most people just have clutter because they live busy lives. And that's fine. I understand it's a deep judgment that's ingrained in us. There was one time I saw a magnet at one of those kitschy stores you find in a small town, and the magnet said, a sign of a clean house is a sign of a wasted life. I 100% agree with that. So there are a few ways you can handle this. If Aunt Mary is that upset that the floor isn't spotless, hand her a mop and say, (laughs) knock yourself out. We often live in fear of offending somebody, even when they've offended us. If we ignore this, then we are basically telling them that it's okay to put us down. It's not. It's 100% not okay. Ask yourself, if I was fabulous, what would I do? Think back to the last episode and say, so what? So what if you burn the turkey? Then they'll eat something else. No one's going to starve. Most people do understand things like that. And if they're not understanding, well, that's on them. Send them down the street to go to McDonald's or somewhere else. 
imagine how boring and drab they must be if they can't be that forgiving of mistakes. Sometimes mistakes can actually work out better. For example, the first time I ever cooked a turkey, I accidentally cooked it upside down. And you know what? It was the most moist turkey I think I ever ate. And the best part was I didn't even need to carve it because when I picked up the turkey, literally all the meat just fell off of it. Remember, you are extraordinary. And that's all that matters. Don't feel afraid to cut something out too if you don't have time. You know, if you're making 50 dishes, which would be unrealistic in the first place, and you're running out of time, just cut out the last couple. You don't have to put everything out there. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Nobody likes a complaining martyr. We all know somebody or have a relative or a friend who likes to do everything on their own and they don't ask for help. And then they sit there and they complain the whole time that nobody helps them. That is not a fabulous place to be. Remember, fabulous people reject victimhood. We embrace accountability and we embrace self-empowerment. However, I also understand that this is a difficult process and being fabulous does not happen overnight. It takes smaller steps and that's okay. If you want to be less direct, you can handle it in other ways. For example, if Uncle Joe says to you, the potatoes are too salty, you could just smile and say, thank you for your opinion, while understanding that it's never going to be good enough for him. Never, no matter what you do. And that's not on you, that's on him. Think about how miserable he is in his own life. You do not have to share that. He's just trying to bring you down because what people like that do is they bring you down so that they can feel better about themselves. Just ignore it. These are the people who get really uncomfortable when they see other people happy because they just don't know how to get there. We'll talk about that in a different episode. I call them psychic vampires. Or you could say to Uncle Joe, you know what? I've noticed that you say that every year. It might be helpful next time for the rest of us and you if you just are responsible for making the potatoes. So can I put you down for that next year? My guess is you won't hear that again because he's not going to want to do that. Everybody has different levels of comfortability. So say what's right to you as long as you are setting limits and not letting them walk all over you. You have to put that out there. Then we have the taboo subjects of religion and politics. And you may also have other taboo subjects that are specific to your family or friends. Although I do think these are things that need to be discussed on a bigger level. The issue is wrong time, wrong place. Even if you agree as a family, it's just not the right time to do this because it takes the mood from appreciation to complaints and negativity. And that's not what this is about. Not only is it not what the holiday is about, but it just has the potential to create more problems. The solution for this could be as simple as hanging up a cute decorative sign that says no discussion of these topics during the holidays. And that could be in your dining room or your kitchen or wherever you eat. It could be even at the front door. You could also tell people in advance, these are items the family will not discuss and be very clear about what you will and won't discuss. If someone starts talking about it, just be nice and simply remind them that this is not up for discussion today. It doesn't mean that you're not willing to talk about it, you're just not doing it today. If they insist on saying something like, yeah, but we agree on it, what's the problem? reframe it in this 
term. Is it more important for you to be right and have this discussion, or is it more important for you to respect me? Remember, this is 100% about respecting you. If you do not value or respect your own rules, you can't expect them to value or follow your rules. Granted, this might be uncomfortable for you to do, but as a reminder, being fabulous is not easy. It does take time to get there. If you do this, it will likely reduce the chances that they're going to do it again. It also sends a loud and clear message to everyone that you are not going to be pushed on your limits. I would also like to throw something out there that's another respect issue that happens at the holidays, and this may not be something that everybody experiences. If you have somebody that's in recovery in your family, or if you're in recovery yourself from alcohol, holidays can be really big triggers for people to want to drink. I have heard people say things like, I can't expect everybody not to drink. It's me that has the issue and it's not fair to them. Or I've heard the flip side of that where somebody will say, or I've heard the flip side of it when people say, why should we not have alcohol at the party when it's just for one person? Now stop and think about that for a second. Holiday dinners, again, like I said, they're big triggers for people in recovery. We can't be fabulous if we're not empathetic and respectful to others when they're being vulnerable. Let's put it in a different context. If you have a family member that has an allergy to nuts, people would not have the same argument. They would just accommodate it because you don't want that person to get hurt. You don't want that person to have a medical emergency. Well, addiction is no different than that. The results just aren't as quick and as fast, but the consequences can be just as severe. If it's too much to eliminate alcohol for one event, then you really have to ask yourself who really has the problem. With both this and the off-limit discussions, these rules can be set in advance. If you're hosting, remember, it's your house, it's your rules. If you're attending the event, you can leave if need be, if the rules are not respected. Another common issue is expected family tension. <laughs> I guess the best thing to say with this is don't, don't set yourself up. This is about being grateful and spending time and enjoying the people around you, like we said earlier. You work hard all year, and this is a time for you to relax and enjoy. The easiest way to avert expected family tension is to address it ahead of time. If two people are fighting, you know what I would do? I wouldn't invite either one of them. Tell them that they need to work it out before your event. This is the safest thing to do because you're not picking sides. If you say, hey, I'm going to invite this one person and not the other person, you're, you're again, you're setting yourself up for being in a position you don't want to be in. This is why you just don't pick sides and you say, you know what? There's a potential here that you're going to ruin the event, so I'm not inviting either one of you. Adults should be able to work out their own issues ahead of time, and you don't want them using your event as a way to get back at each other. Now, is this going to make them angry? Probably. But they're just displacing their anger on you because you didn't do anything wrong. You set concrete limits. Do not let them rob you of your fabulousness. Say that again. Actually, say it this way. I am not going to let any of them rob me of my fabulousness. This is about you being happy. If for whatever reason it's not possible for you to do this, for whatever reason, maybe you, you aren't at that point where you can say, I'm not going to invite them. You could refuse to host. You could just say, you know what? 
I didn't really feel comfortable hosting this year. One of the two of you can host it or you have somebody else host it so that you actually are not in that position and the onus doesn't belong to you. This way, if it becomes too tense, you can just excuse yourself. Think in terms of being a Charlie's angel. Make sure you have plan A, plan B, and plan C. Finally, make sure, if you're asked about it, that you draw a direct cause and effect to the problem. For example, if an argument erupts and you leave, make sure when you're asked why you left, you say it's because you chose to have an argument with Aunt Mary knowing it was going to make people uncomfortable. Therefore, I removed myself. Do not let them ever gaslight you. Throw that Catholic guilt or whatever that guilt is right out the window. You are not expected to suffer. You do not need to suffer for other people. Don't believe that. Say that out loud. I do not have to suffer to make other people happy. Because when we're fabulous, we are powerful. And when we are powerful, we can help others. But if we are coming from a place where we're victims and we are suffering from guilt, then all we do is we help make other people guilty. We can't help people if we are in that mire. So make sure you're not there. The last type of family members or friends are the fake ones. These are the ones who are just giving you lip service to everything but could really care less about you. We all have that one person who can't remember where you live or what you do for a job or who you're dating or what's going on in your life, but they smile and act like they're interested in you and it comes across as incredibly disingenuous and fake. These are actually my favorite ones to deal with because what I do is I just turn them into a joke. Just grab a glass of wine if you're not in recovery and find your best friend or that other family member that knows them and just you sit there and you mutually talk shit about them. <laughs> because that's how you have fun, right? You just turn it into a joke. Don't even take it seriously because they're fake. And you know why they're fake? You know why they're so disingenuous to you? Say it with me. They're just jealous. Again, look at them and be just just look at that person and be like, oh, you're just jealous because they are. They are. They can't even take in your fabulousness. So they just pretend it doesn't exist. They're lost, right? Finally, and this is probably the most difficult one to deal with is loss. Maybe a parent or both parents passed away. Maybe you lost a child, a sibling, a partner. This can certainly make the holidays less enjoyable, understandably. Grief is an incredibly difficult emotion, and it's not linear. Grief doesn't take holidays. It doesn't have days off. We don't really have control over it. And a lot of times with the holidays, we're inundated by memories of previous holidays and how different they are without those loved ones. And that is, it's incredibly sad. I mean, that's something you can't fake. The grief process, it, it, it can't be avoided you can't fake processing it. However, you can reframe it, even if it's only for a short period of time. It is not about being 100% successful. It's just about giving yourself a break, even if it's for 10 minutes. We all love people. I'm sure you love somebody right now, whether it's your partner, whether it's your best friend, whether it's a child, parent, pet, whatever it is. There's somebody you love right now and ask yourself, if you passed away, would you want that person or the people that you loved to be miserable or would you want them to be celebrating in their own life? I hope the answer would be that you would want them to be happy and find joy 
life is too short for us to continue in misery. As we get older, holidays go quicker. Well, actually, all time goes quicker, right? Make it count. Make every moment count because you don't know that you're going to be here for the next holiday. Anything could happen. Anything unexpected. What you could do is you could you could do something to honor the people who have passed away. Did they make a special dish? Is it something that you could cook and have present at whatever the event is? Was there a certain movie they liked watching? Was there a certain candle they liked burning? Whatever it was, is it something that you could incorporate into part of a new tradition? Something that you could even pass on to people in your life? I'm sure the people who cannot be there, those those loved ones who are no longer with us, want you to be fabulous 100% of the time whenever possible. You know they would, because you would want that for the people you loved. Now, I know there's probably other things that stress people out about the holidays, but those are the ones that became the most common when I talked to people. Some of the other ones might be financial stress. Um, remember, you are not obligated to buy every single person you know a present. And if you're going to be buying somebody a present, you should be doing it because you want to, not because you feel like you have to. I hope that that was helpful. If there are any other things that you want me to talk, remember, feel free to email me any talking points or things you would like to hear addressed. And I hope you have, if I don't do another episode before the holiday, I hope you have an amazing holiday and a happy new year. Bye, everybody.